This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, February 20th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. U.S. throws more trade heat at China. Ag groups take California to court over glyphosate. And Canada prefers status quo for ag in NAFTA. The U.S. is throwing more trade heat at China. U.S. Commerce Department on Friday recommended stiff new tariffs or quotas on Chinese steel and aluminum imports, sparking new fears of a trade war that could end up hurting U.S. agricultural exports. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross said excessive Chinese exports of steel and aluminum to the U.S. threatened to impair the national security of the United States, justifying tariffs as high as 53% on steel, 23.6% on aluminum from China and elsewhere. The U.S. needs to take action to protect domestic steel and aluminum producers that supply the U.S. military, he stressed. But at present, Donald Trump approves any of the measures, and he doesn't have to. Farm groups fear it will be the start of a trade war and sharp retaliation from China, the largest foreign market for U.S. agricultural exports. Ron Keel, executive director of the group Farmers for Free Trade, said, Everyone agrees we need to hold our trading partners accountable, but taking unilateral action to raise tariffs often comes with harmful, unintended consequences. History shows those consequences are most often paid by American farmers. If the president follows through on these tariffs, it could escalate trade tensions rather than resolve them, putting U.S. agricultural exports in the crosshairs. The agriculture sector knows from experience that our ag exports are the first to be hit by retaliation. Many believe the first shots of the trade war already started when China announced earlier this month it was beginning dumping and countervailing investigations into U.S. sorghum exports, a response to the January announcement by the U.S. of new duties on Chinese washing machines and solar cells. But there are much bigger targets for China than U.S. sorghum. The U.S. exports about $12 billion worth of soybeans to China, and any interruption of that trade would be devastating to the U.S. ag sector. USDA Secretary Sonny Perdue, speaking at a recent House Agriculture Committee hearing, said he hoped for caution when it comes to confronting China. It just shows you how fragile and sensitive the ag economy and commodity prices are now to trade disruptions, and we need to be careful as we take action there, he said. Agriculture is usually the tip of the spear of retaliatory measures. Ag groups take California to court over glyphosate. The National Association of Wheat Growers and other farm groups are taking the Golden State to court today, asking for a preliminary injunction into the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of California to stop the state from penalizing the use of the herbicide glyphosate. NOG and 11 other groups filed a constitutional challenge to the listing of the herbicide as a carcinogen, which would require product labeling in July once California determines what level of glyphosate would trigger a warning label. California's efforts to add glyphosate to the list of naturally occurring and synthetic chemicals that are known to cause cancer or birth defects or other reproductive harm flies in the face of science, says the National Association of Wheat Growers, the lead plaintiff in the case. While farmers are readying our fields and making plans to put seeds on the ground, California is engaging in aggressive legal wrangling, placing us at risk to crippling liability for usage of a product that hundreds of studies and the U.S. EPA say is safe for use. That the word of NOG President Gordon Stoner. 
We intend to make clear in this hearing that agriculture is under attack and the implementation of this erroneous Prop 65 listing for glyphosate should be halted until there is a final ruling from a judge. The court hearing is scheduled for 1.30 Pacific time before senior U.S. District Judge William Shove in Sacramento. Canada prefers status quo for egg when it comes to NAFTA. Canadian Minister of Agriculture and Agri-Food Lawrence McCauley made it clear to AgriPulse that while his country wants a successful renegotiation of the North American Free Trade Agreement, Canadian farmers and ranchers do not want major changes to the way they do business with their U.S. neighbors. The U.S. is demanding that Canada essentially scrap its supply management system for dairy that maintains high tariffs on some U.S. products. McCauley, who spoke on AgriPulse Open Mic, did not comment on whether Canada would be willing to negotiate on its dairy system, but he suggested the U.S. look elsewhere to help its farmers deal with oversupply problems. McCauley said, the word I'm getting is that what we need to do is make sure that we do not hinder the trade relationship in the agriculture sector, and our government has stated quite clearly that they strongly support the system we have in agriculture. Where the rubber meets the chicken. If your chicken is chewier than it should be, don't be too quick to blame the chef. The Pilgrim's Pride Corporations were calling 101,310 pounds of ready-to-eat breaded chicken after consumers found bits of rubber in the product. All of the Gold Kiss Farms fully cooked whole-grain home-style breaded chicken patties being recalled were distributed to institutions such as school cafeterias across the country. That according to USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service in a Sunday announcement. The company blamed the problem on equipment failure at the facility, according to FSIS. Customers who have purchased these products are urged not to consume them. These products should be thrown away or returned to the place of purchase. Here's today's He Said It. As I visited with them, it was evident that they cared about people and cared about producing a product that was wholesome, healthy, and makes you see better. That was USDA Secretary Sonny Perdue, who was back in his home state of Georgia on President's Day to celebrate the opening of a new $5 million carrot processing facility there by California-based Grimaway Farms. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, February 20th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.